Amen. Amen. From the fifth chapter of the gospel recorded by Mark. And I will be preaching from verses 35 through 43. Mark chapter 5, verses 35 through 43. Your assigned reading this week will be to read all of the fifth chapter of the gospel recorded by Mark. In this, in this chapter, Jesus demonstrates his power over demons, over disease, and over death. You read, uh, he run across this fellow in the graveyard full of demons. And my brother and sisters, uh, demonic activity is still going on. <clears throat> So never fool yourself. I told them this morning at Lone Star Baptist Church because of our Western culture and our highly academia, many no longer believe in a literal devil. But the devil is real. And since he cannot be omniscient and omnipresent like God, he has to employ his demons. To do his bid. And when you look at what's happening on the news, that's demonic. Uh, just to walk up and start shooting innocent Republicans and because you hate it. Hate is a demon spirit. It's demonic. And if you've been saved more than a second, what you feel is demonic oppression. A believer cannot be demon possessed, but he can be demonically oppressed. Some of them crazy thoughts you get, some of them weird dreams, feelings, that's demonic. Amen. They, 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 that's, that's the devil. That's the devil. And this man came to Jesus. And then as Jairus come to Jesus on his way to Jairus' house, this woman with the issue of blood, 12 years, came in and touched. The hem of his garment and her hemorrhaging stopped. Ask your neighbor this morning, what's your issue? Oh, that's all right. Don't do that. You may, you may, may not want to hear that. Let me get through preaching before you do that. <laughs> Don't have, amen, because we got some issues, amen. amen. We, we keep trying to lay it on everybody else, but we have some issues. And it's not my mother or my brother, but it's me, oh, Lord. Standing in the need of prayer. Got some issues. And then this, this verses 35 through 43 uh, is a very difficult passage of scripture for me because 19 years ago, God took our baby daughter home. And anytime I preach this text, I don't preach it too often because uh, it's a little difficult. But let's look what what happens, and this is why for unsaved folk, they don't understand why we so happy. They don't, they don't, they don't, they don't get it. 
And they'll never get it until they get him. <laughs> Amen. All right. Let's, let me show you why we're at. Let's start reading verse number 35 through 43. All right. I'm reading from the King James Version. Let's watch this. Okay. And while he yet spoke, there came from the ruler of the synagogue's house certain who said, Thy daughter is dead. Why troublest thou the master any further? As soon as Jesus heard the word that was spoken, he said unto the ruler of the synagogue, Be not afraid, only believe. How like that? We're going to come back to that. And he per permitted no man to follow him except Peter and James and John, the brother of James. And he cometh to the house of the ruler of the synagogue and seeth the tumult and those who wept and wailed greatly. And when he was come in, he said unto them, Why make ye this ado and weep? The child is not dead, but sleepeth. And they laughed him to scorn. But when he had put them all out, he taketh the father and the mother of the child and those who were with him and entered in there the child, where the child was laying. And he took the child by the hand and said unto her, Tabitha Kumi, which is being interpreted, Little girl, I say unto thee, Arise. And straightway the child arose and walked, for she was of the age of twelve years. And they were astonished with a great astonishment. And he charged them strictly that they tell no man that, and should know it, and commanded that something should be given her to eat. Amen. The grass withered, the flower faded away, but the word of our God shall stand for I just want to tag this text in one. I want to talk about a father's love. A father's love. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. A father's love. Amen. In verse number 36 is one verse that I will be coming back to when Jesus said to Jairus, Be not afraid, only believe. Be not afraid. This, this is a challenging text for many of us who have buried children or for some of you who are sick, some of you facing death, I said earlier, yesterday, Reverend Clemens and I went and stood by one of our members as she said goodbye to her mother. This week, we have three funerals that we will be standing with people who have lost loved ones. Uh, this is true if you're divorced, in debt, demonically oppressed. I want to say to you this morning, in the words of our Christ, be not afraid, only believe. The relationship between a father and his daughter is a very unique and special relationship. I call, I call daughters both many wives and many mothers, M-I-N-E. I call them many wives because the Lord blessed me with three daughters 
I call them many wise because they try to run your life and spend all your money. Amen. And I call them many mothers because they try to tell you what to do. Amen. Y'all going to help me here this morning. It's a unique relationship between a father and a daughter. And, I, and with mine, I can't get too rough on them because their mama is looking at me. You know, she, she, you know. Amen. So I have to really play it cool. Amen. Now, the boys, when they were growing up, I had free range. Amen. I could whip them old boys, old, old Billy and Demetrius. I could whip them till I got tired. You know, but them girls, if I got too loud, mama look at me. <clears throat> And then they, amen, all right, then they gang up on me, amen. Then that, that father and daughter, uh, uh, Meg uh, uh, Meeker in her book, Strong Fathers, Strong Daughters, said the most important factor for a girl growing up into a confident, well-adjusted woman is to have a strong father with strong values. It's been licked to research have shown that a girl with a strong relationship with her daddy will not be too quick to get involved sexually. Uh, they, they, they feel more confident about themselves. And they are not so quick to fall for any man who just look at them. You see, every girl and every boy uh, needs that father, but particularly that daddy telling his girl, his daughter, you are beautiful. You are so intelligent. And, and, and so, so when, old, when old Joe hit on her, she is not so quick to just, because every woman wants the blessings of her father. That's why some of these women stand with these sorry dudes. They dudes ain't worth a quarter. But just because he paid her some attention. And her daddy never did. Well, maybe I'll get some help right over here. Amen. That's, that's why some of you women either here or by live stream watching, you know that dude mistreating you, but just because he looked at you and said he loved you, your daddy never told you that. And you're looking for some man to tell you you are beautiful. That's why I started early in my daughter's lives, and now I'm, I still date my oldest daughter because she's single, never married, no children, and I, wanna, and I try to date my second daughter, but she's married, so I had to go get permission from her husband. You know, hey, and he won't know where you're going. Where you, where you taking my wife? And then, and then the word get out, and my granddaughter found out, then all of them want to go, amen. But that is, if you are not dating your daughter, start taking your daughter on a date. So that she'll, because she's going to compare every man with you. Well, bless his name. I'm doing some good preaching right here, right now. Some of you guys, amen. You, even if you, you and her mother is not making it, don't take it out on her. Spend some time with her. Take her shopping and spend time. Because she gone, she's going to uh, uh, class every man by you. That's why before you start dating a woman, man, you better find out how she feel about her daddy. Because if she don't like her daddy, she's going to give you hell. Well, amen. Well, bless the Lord. Amen. Well, let me move on here. That's some good preaching there. Amen. That's why, that's why, that's why my wife, one reason excuse for being personal, my wife fell in love with me because her, her daddy, my wife, my father-in-law, I never met him. He was dead when I met my wife. He about 6'5". 
wore a size 15 shoe. I'm 6'4", so, you know, you know. Well, bless his name. Amen. Your daughters are going to judge every man by you. And if you don't spend no time with her, the first dude that look at her, she's going to think she's in love. Well, bless him, her father's love. And then also give your daughter some money like you give your wife. My daughter was at home. I made sure they always had money because some low-down, good-for-nothing snake will show wrote up on her and show a ward of money. You need something. And she broke. You know, make sure your daughter, if she's, under, if, she, if she's at home, make sure she got some money. Well, bless his name. The Father's love. Amen. In, in, in Mark's gospel, we see the demonstration. Let me, let me see it because both Jairus and this unknown woman were driven by the desperation of their deplorable and demented situation. The problem with most Christians today is that our desperation meter is too low. Why you find people with that attitude about coming to church? I'm talking to Christians, man. You know, I'm not talking to you because you're here, but I got folk, you know, they saved. I ain't going to judge them, but they're desperate. They don't come to church. They come to church when they get ready. They're not desperate enough. See, your desperation will lead to motivation so you can get to the only one who can change your situation into jubilation. And his name is Jesus. That's why some of you sitting in the morning, you're not desperate, you texting, you got your mind on everything else but the Lord. But God has a way of getting us desperate. Amen. You, amen. you sit around, be cute if you want to, come, flip a coin, and then come to church with an attitude. You are not desperate enough. But God will put something in your life that make you desperate. Let me say it again. Desperation leads to motivation. And we just, uh, and we can, so we can get to the only one who can change the situation into jubilation is his name, and his name is Jesus. Tomorrow, the 19th of June, our foreparents were desperate for freedom. So they came to church. They didn't play patty cake. They came to church. They threw down in Jesus' name because they were living in some desperate times. God, you need, somebody need to be a little bit more desperate. Amen. Ask your neighbor, are you desperate yet? If you're not, then, you know, then this sermon not for you. But there's somebody here this morning desperate. Somebody here this morning, you're about to lose your mind because of your situation. And I want to encourage you this morning. God, Jesus has some words, have some words for you. Let me give them to you right quick. Then, then we're we going to go home. I'm going to go eat and go to sleep. Amen. Because I've been up since 6 o'clock. <laughs> this is my second sermon. Amen. Go home. I'm going to give you a word. Amen. Because I'm going to go home and eat. And the older you get, there used to be a time you just sort of, you know, the older you get, uh, there used to be a time before I got the age I am, I would sort of glide into my sleep. But now, when you get a certain age, you just drop off and don't know you've been sleeping until you wake up. Okay. All right. All right. Let's, all right. Y'all, let me, let me see. Y'all people don't understand. <laughs> You know, amen. Well, bless the Lord. Amen. You got you to be dead. This, this father was desperate. He loved his daughter. Let me give you three words from the Lord. First of all, the first word is in verse number 36. Be not afraid, only believe. This is the word of faith. Word of faith. 
And you ought to highlight that and keep this. Be not afraid. Only believe. At this point, Jairus had to make a decision. Either he was going to believe his friend or he was going to believe Jesus. In the midst of it, the friend said, stop bothering Jesus. Your daughter is dead. Have you ever got some bad news like that? I, amen. Have you ever got that telephone call or got that, that some bad news? And you had to make a choice. Either he was going to believe Jesus or he was going to believe his friend. Jesus told him, be not afraid. Only believe. What's wrong with so many people? They believe in everybody but Jesus. You know, either you're going to believe Jesus or Muhammad. I'm believing Jesus. Either you're going to believe Jesus or Trump. I'm believing Jesus. Either you're going to believe Jesus or Zoroaster. I'm going to believe Jesus. That's that word of faith. That word of faith that changes us, that challenges us. See, anybody can come to church as long as everything's going well. And that's why I get so tickled. Some of you saints, you know, you're not in the book enough. The first thing come along, you stop coming to church. Look, I think about it, and I have to pray hard. The Lord, give me patience. Some of these people, you know, they don't come to Bible study. They don't come to mission. They don't come to Sunday school. They don't come to, and first time something happens, the first thing they do, they stop coming to church. Somebody look at them funny. You need to get built up in your faith. Amen. The wife was telling me last night, one of, one of our members going through a crisis and one of her sons, don't even go to church, said, came in and told him, said, why y'all falling apart? Y'all talking about you believe in Jesus, we're believing him right now. See, the world is watching her. Here we up here jumping and talking about he'll make a way. And the first time we get a toenail, we fall out. The world say, won't you believe him now? Anybody can believe it as long as everything is going well. Why is your faith when they say he is dead? When the doctor say it is cancer, where is your faith? Amen. Amen. Well, bless you. When the police officer told us that night at Brackenridge, there have been two fatalities. Amen. Well, amen. Where is your faith? You got to believe God. When your husband walk off, leave you, you got to have a word of faith. He's not God. See, that's why I don't worry about folk. Folk come and go. Amen. There's another busload coming pretty soon. Don't worry about folk because people will come and go. You got to believe what Jesus said. Be not afraid. Only believe. And faith cometh by hearing. Hearing by the word of God. Romans 10, 17. Get, get in the word. Tell your neighbor. Get in the book. Get in the book. So when trial come, you don't and why Job could say, though he slay me, yet, yet, yet will I trust in him. That's that word of faith. Ain't no time to be looking cute. You better build up your faith. Ain't no time to be trying to be sedated. You better build up in your faith. Ain't no time, ain't no time to try to be deep. You better build up in your faith. Because you don't know what today going to bring. You better build up. And Jesus still saying, be not afraid. Only only believe. There's a lot of fearful folk going on. There's a lot of fear. Amen. You ain't got to be bothering nobody. These folk blowing themselves up. He said the word of faith. Be, 
be not a, be not. That's why I'm so happy because my faith is in Jesus. I'm, amen. I'm not hung up with who's in the White House. Amen. I'm not hung up with who's at St. James. Amen. I don't want to brush your bubble, but I'm not believing in you. Amen. That's why some of y'all looking the way you look, you believe in some folk. And they let you, they didn't let you down, they dropped you. Amen. <laughs> Boop. Amen. But be not afraid. That's the word of faith. Then, then secondly, look at verse 39. Look at the word of hope. See, not only there's a word of faith, uh, you got to believe. Tell these, tell these folk not come to you. You need to come. You need to, you need to get some faith built up. You ain't got to fall apart. Believe. Don't be afraid. Then verse 39. This is the word of hope. When, 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 when he came, when he was coming to, uh, uh, he came in, he said unto, uh, uh, why make ye this ado and weep? The child is not dead, but asleep. This, this, this is the word of hope. You see, the Jews, they had professional mourners. And so whenever somebody died, they have the mourners, the mourners to come and they would lead the family in lamentation. Amen. That they were, they, they, the girl was dead because they had hired the professional mourner. Y'all come in and they were there mourning. That's why I don't pay people a whole lot of attention to what they do because a lot of folk can put on. Let me tell you what. All right, let me. Amen. Amen. That's that why. That why, that why that's what the Lord had to teach me when I first got saved. Because when I first got saved, I thought everybody in church was saved. <clears throat> and I quickly discovered that some of those folks speaking in tongues and falling out <laughs> were just putting on. Amen. And these, these professional mourners were there. And Jesus said, she's, she's not dead, but asleep. He was talking about this is what's going to happen to every believer. When we die, we just go to sleep. And we wait for the general resurrection when Jesus shall come. But to every believer, we don't die. We just sleep away. The Greek word for cemetery is sleeping place. And so when we die, there's a word of hope. You ain't got to fear death. The, the, the body goes back to the ground. But the spirit go to be with the Lord. And we just fall asleep. That, that will happen, amen. That's what Paul talks about, 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, 13 through 18. And 1 Corinthians 15, 51 through 58. Believers just, just, just sleep away. And then when, when Jesus comes back, the resurrection, he'll call us. And our body is going to be reunited with our spirits. He says, she's not dead but just asleep. <laughs> Amen. You got to hear what Jesus is saying. Jesus, Jesus is saying today, your situation is not as jacked up as you think. <laughs> you got to stop looking through the eyes of Trump and the Democrats and look through the eyes of Jesus. There's hope in your jacked up situation. Oh, I know you're, I know you're lonely. I know you're broke. I know you're black. <laughs> but there's hope. Jesus said, the child is not dead. Jesus, your marriage is not dead. It just sleep. <laughs> your walk with Christ is not dead. It's 
just asleep. And you need to spend time on your knees so he can wake it up. <laughs> you all right? You don't have to get a new wife or a new husband or another church. You, your relationship is just asleep. And it's the word of God that will wake it up. Jesus. She's to come to the house. Then, then that's that word of hope. Thank God for hope. Somebody say hope. Amen. The late Dr. Jose Adolfo said hope is the cord that which we tie a rope in to hold on to our faith. Hope keep our faith floating. And knowing you keep hoping, you got a chance. See, you got to keep hoping. Don't, don't ever give up hope. Don't ever. I don't care how bad it looks. Don't stop hoping. Amen. Amen. Don't, don't, I don't care how bad it is. Uh, don't stop hoping. Amen. Don't give up on Austin. Austin is weird, but there's hope. Well, <laughs> bless his name. I know we're a weird city, and I know we want to smoke that marijuana. Anytime you got a statue of Willie Nelson, okay, anyway. But but we got but you but you got to keep hope alive. I, I know your job seems to be a dead end street job, ain't going nowhere. But keep hope alive. As long as there's hope, there is motivation for a change. Our foreparents celebrated Juneteenth because Juneteenth was a day of hope. Well, bless his name. Amen. Well, bless his name. Let me finish up. Some of y'all ain't hopeful. Let me go on get through. Some of y'all have given up. Some of y'all have given up. Amen. That's why Jesus didn't bring everybody with him. See, you can't take everybody with you. So he only took Peter, James, and John. Everybody can't. You can't. Amen. You can't hang out with these hopeless folk. They'll pull you down. I don't know why you're going to church. I've been going. And ain't nothing happened to me. Well, you're hopeless. You got to keep on hoping. You got to be like a Cheerios kid. Anytime you put Cheerios in a bowl, when you put milk on them, they always come to the top. You got to keep hope alive. Jesus spoke a word of hope. She's not dead. Tell folk, I'm not dead. I'm holding on to my hope. I may not have what you have, but I still got my hope. I'm going to keep hoping and trusting in him. And then thirdly and finally, look at this word of power. Somebody say power. Jesus, Jesus, they laughed him. Scorn, he, they laughed him. See, you, we got to stop hanging out with these wet blanket folk who don't believe God. Amen. They won't hang out these, these, these buzzards. Uh-uh. Amen. Amen. That's right. I hang out with eagles. Man ran into my house this past week. I didn't get down because I got to have it. First of all, I got a house. Okay. So that's, a, that's a good blessing. And I got good insurance. See, see that's word of power. See, you got to stop hanging around these folk who don't want to see you make it. Because see, everybody don't want to see you make it. A lot of folk in your little inner circle are really jealous of you. That's why you can't take everybody home with you and show them where you are living and the kind of car you are driving because they'll get jealous on you. And Jesus put them out. Just come on, Mary. Come on, come on, come on, Peter, James, and John. And he took, guess who else? The mama and the father and the mother. See, marriage is a family affair. God won't work a miracle. Come on, dad. Come on, mama. Amen. One of the best things you can give your children is you and your wife be happy with each other. That's the best gift you can give if you get your second or third or fourth wife. Maybe fifth one. Eh? But you ought to be happy with her because God gave her to you. He, he said, come on, come on. Brought, brought the father and the mother in with them to the child. And then, because everybody can't go in. See, everybody don't need to go in. That's what, 
That's why if I listen to some of them folk in my enterprise, I'd still be hauling hay. Amen. Amen. You can't, amen. You can't let folk set God's blessings for you. You can't, you can't let folk tell you what God ain't going to do in your life. You don't know what God going to do in my life. Don't, can't tell for what God ain't going to do at St. James. You're not God. Yeah. He come in and he came in. This, look at the power of this Jesus. He came in, caught the little girl by the hand and said, Tabitha Kumi, which means little girl arise. Look at the power of Jesus. He this this power of this miracle working Jesus brought the little girl back to life. And that's what he need to do in some of your lives today. You need to just let him speak in your life. You need to let him catch you by your hand and speak a word of life into your dead situation. That's that's what revival is. Revival is Jesus speaking into a dead situation. There are some people dead and they're going to be dead. That's why when I preach, I ain't trying to make nobody feel good because I'm not Jane Brown. Some of y'all DOA, you were dead on arrival. And you're going to be DAS. You're going to be dead after service. Amen. Amen. I'm, I'm just trying to preach to those who want some life. Amen. And then if you don't want it, I'm going to eat it up because I need this life. Amen. Look at the power of Jesus. He spoke and this little girl came back to life. Some of you this morning, you just need to hear a word from the Lord. Speak to me, Jesus. Speak in my bad situation. Speak uh, in my troubled mind. Speak to me, Lord Jesus. I need my joy back. Speak. I know I messed up. See, I don't need nobody to tell me how I messed up. I need somebody to speak a word of power in my life. I, I don't need nobody to tell me how bad I am, how no good I am. I need somebody like Jesus to speak a word of power in my life. And he's the only one. He's still a miracle worker. May God bless you this morning. Listen, once he called her back to life, he did a follow-up ministry. He said, give us something to eat. And that's something for you all to do. Too many Christians are sitting around on that blessed assurance doing nothing. But you know there's work for you to do. If I can get you to do more than just come when you are on the scene. We can get you to do more than when you own just when you are here. There's ministry that need to be done. You need to go today and tell these non-coming members of St. James, why don't you come on to church with me next Sunday? There, there's enough work to go around. We need to do some follow-up. And, and, and Jesus said, give her something to eat. And, and then he told them, don't tell nobody uh, because he didn't want a crowd following him for the wrong reasons. My brothers and my sisters, I close when I tell you on this Father Day 2017, the gag order has been lifted. We don't have to be quiet anymore. <laughs> Some of y'all looking like you don't say nothing in church. That's up to you. But listen, when the Lord have brought me from last Sunday to this Sunday, I ought to have at least one amen. I, I, I know everybody don't shout like everybody else, but between the singing of the choir, I ought to be able to pat my big foot and, and say, Lord, thank you, because he is still a miracle worker.
You see, some of y'all are still hung up what happened last year, a year before last. You need to let it go and invite Jesus to your home and ask him, will you please speak into my dead situation? It's not my mother or my brother, but it's me, oh Lord, standing in the need of prayer. And I need Jesus to work a miracle. And I need him to work a miracle. He'll still in the miracle working business. I said he still is in the miracle working business. I said he still is in the miracle working business. I said Jesus, not the Republicans. Jesus, not the Democrats. We need to get more than playing at a baseball game. We need to pray in the Capitol and say, Jesus, we need a miracle. Our city is dead. Our families are dead. Our marriages are dead. Our children are dead. Oh, Jesus, will you speak a word of life? May God bless you this morning. May God keep you. I feel all right because I know him as a miracle worker. He's still working miracle. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Heal a miracle. Heal, heal a miracle. Yeah, yeah, heal miracle. Give your neighbor a high five and tell him when you look at me. You seeing a miracle when you look at me. You seeing a miracle. Jill. Jesus. Jesus. May God bless you. May God keep you. You ought to take him home with you. I don't care what they say. I'm going to keep on believing Jesus. I don't care what the prognosticators of pessimism and doom say. I'm going to keep on believing Jesus. Heal. Miracle worker. I said heal. Miracle worker. Oh. Oh, 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 yeah. Miracle. Miracle. Have you ever been down? Then think you're going to get up. Have your heart ever been broken? Think you wasn't going to smile no more. But heal 
My heavenly father loved me when I was on my way to hell. My heavenly father. I never knew my earthly daddy, but I got a heavenly father that loves me. He's in the looking business. He looked beyond my faults, saw all of my needs. And going on 45 years ago, I let him speak in my dead life. He spoke joy. He spoke peace and I'm gonna tell it everywhere I go that Jesus, Jesus, he's still a miracle worker. Give your neighbor a high five. Tell them, hang on in there. You may be standing on a miracle today. Just tell them to keep on coming. You might be standing on a miracle. Just keep on praising. A miracle could be fixing to happen to you. Don't give up. Just keep on trusting. Keep on believing. Keep on singing because he's a miracle. 